Yeah. Hope is rising. Well, we just received that, Lord. We thank you that hope is rising like, like the tide. <laughs> and I thank you that it's a, it's the move of your spirit. And so we just receive that. We thank you that as we, I don't know, just as we're wrapping up this year and heading into next year, Lord, I thank you that you've got big things on your heart for us. It's your heart to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and all that we think and all that we dream. And I just thank you, Lord, that hope is rising. I thank you that desire is rising. I thank you that faith is rising, that expectation is rising for the good things that you have in store for us. And Lord, I just pray that, I don't know, just as we head into the last few weeks of the year, I pray that that you will just... I know, begin to speak to us about what you have for us in this coming year. Lord, we, we just want to get in agreement. We know that all things are, po- are possible if we can believe. And Father, we just want to believe. We want to believe for the miraculous. We want to believe for the impossible. We want to believe for breakthroughs that are easy for you. <laughs> and so we just pray tonight, Father, that you just would begin to Unpack that for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, every year I um, I seek the Lord for a, a word for the coming year. You know, and um, last year, this year, as we're not last year, this year, <clears throat> my word has been focus. And um, I'm just kind of, uh, I know I've written it down somewhere what the word is for next year because I also kind of seek it several several years out. But um, I think it's such a big deal um, that we just get in agreement with what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Um, you know, he's always engaged in our development. And all growth is inside-out growth. You know, you may see growth on a tree and it looks like, you know, it looks different on the outside because it's grown, but <clears throat> all growth is an inside-out work. And so God is way more concerned with what he's doing in us than what's going on outside of us. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of times what's going on outside of us is exactly what's needed to put the pressure on the potential that's inside of us. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we want the outside to change when really what we're needing is a renewal of the mind. We're needing an internal change. You know, Romans 12.2 says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that word that's translated transformed is the word, the Greek word metamorpho. And it's the root of the word metamorphosis, that we get our, our word metamorphosis, but it's, it means not only transformation, but it means transfiguration. Uh, it's translated in other places in the New Testament as transfiguration. And a transfiguration to me is, it seems a little um, different than a transformation, although there is a transformation that happens when there's a transfiguration. You know, sometimes we think transformation is going from something that didn't exist to something that did exist, or, or it's some kind of change. But really, the transformation that Romans 12.2 is talking about 
is, is a revealing of something that already exists. It's the coming into being or into visibility of something that was already there. And so one of the things I think that's sometimes the hardest for us to grasp is the truth that we are already complete in Christ. Um, you know, I was reading the scripture on Tuesday during Emerge that is just so incredible that I think it, it, it is one of those kind of things that just almost feels impossible to believe. Uh, and it comes from, I'm going to read it. I really like the way the um, Passion Translation reads uh translates it. It's from um, Ephesians chapter 1. If you don't have the letters from heaven from the Passion Translation from Brian Simmons or even just the Passion Translation Bible, I really put that on your Christmas list because it is an incredible translation. It reads, and I, I really like, I mean, I have the full Bible now that they offer that, but I also have the individual books. And I really like the individual books, number one, because they're small and it feels like you're reading a book. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, you have an already, you know, like a hat you put on or a, an approach you take to the Bible that if you were reading another book, you wouldn't do that. You would just read the book. Well, I feel like when you have just the books of the Passion Translation, it's kind of like picking up a book. And, and that Bible thing that sometimes you have when you read the Bible isn't as prevalent. But I'm going to read now out of um, Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to just, I'll start, um, I'll start at verse one. It says, my name is Paul and I was chosen by God to be an apostle of Jesus, the Messiah. I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. It says, may God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. And here's the scripture I really wanted to read. It says, everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. That is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. But this part of this that says, that everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift. You know, that's a powerful reality. It's a powerful statement. I mean, everything that heaven contains has not just been given to us even, been lavished upon us. I mean, lavishness is a, is a word of abundance. It's a word of, of, of excess, you know, and it says that heaven has been lavished upon us, everything that heaven contains. And, you know, how much, how many of us really live like that's true? How many of us live like we really are existing in heaven right now? And that we have access to everything that heaven has right now. And if I link this back to Romans 12 too, it's saying, don't be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to those who live like heaven is, is not come. Like heaven is a, a future reality that you're going to die. You have to die to get into. You know, no, live like all that heaven contains is already yours. You know, don't be like the world. And if it says, but be transformed, be transfigured, experience it as you renew your mind. You know, and so when you renew your mind, you're, you're changing your mind. You're... Your, your mind is now in agreement with what God 
has done in what God is doing. And so that's why I also really, really like to, to get an agreement with God for what he's speaking. Like what, what does he, what does he want for us right now? I mean, he's already given us all that heaven contains. And so that's a lot. You know, but our mind renewal process, don't you wish you could just unzip your mind and just renew it all at once and experience it all at one time? But usually that's not what happens. Usually we renew our mind and change our mind uh, in degrees and as in a, you know, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Uh, And, you know, I just know that God wants us to experience more and he wants us to experience more now. And so what is 2018? I mean, what is, when you look back on 2017, I mean, for me, it's interesting that when you get a word like focus, how apparent it becomes, how distracting life is and how many things steal your focus and how hard it is to focus or you're focused on the wrong thing. You know, it's when he spoke the word focus that everything that wasn't focus became apparent, you know, and so it's very much been a year about learning to focus and getting your eye single and, and, and looking away from the things that would distract, you know, and focusing on what the father is doing and focusing on what the father is saying and, and, and keeping your mind straight, right? Uh, so now what, right? Now, now that I feel like God's work, done this work of focus in my life, what is, what is next? And what I keep hearing God saying, and I, I'm not sure if this is a corporate word or if it's a personal word at this point, but I, I've, I've really been feeling the Lord speak the word manifestation, uh, over my life, that it is it is time for manifestation. And I believe that all the time is time for manifestation. I don't believe it's a specific time of manifestation, but maybe it's time for the manifestation of things that for whatever reason have not manifested. You know, and, and whatever reason is always an unbelief reason, right? The reason that we aren't experiencing more of everything that heaven contains is because someplace, somewhere in our heart, we are believing the wrong thing. And so for me, when I think of the word manifestation, it's an adjustment. It, you know, and it, I, I personally think of that it flows from focus. It flows from focus to a place where you see the unseen as real. You see all that heaven contains. And you see that more than what you see with your, your natural eyes. So for me, it's a, it's a very smooth transition to go from focus to manifestation Uh, because, I mean, I think about the story of Peter walking on the water, for example. You know, here Jesus was calling him to do something that was absolutely impossible. And let me just say that your potential, the potential that is that you have for your life, uh, you have impossible potential. You have the potential to do the impossible. You don't have just natural potential. You have supernatural potential. You have potential to, to, to work miracles. You have potential to, to defy gravity and walk on water. You have potential to do the same works that Jesus did and even greater works. And so if Jesus did it, your potential is to do it. 
Jesus walked on water. Jesus turned wine into water. I mean, he, and he said, you will do the same things in John 14 that I'm doing. Why? Because he lives in you. And your potential is Christ. Your potential is Christ in you, the hope of glory, the potential of glory. And so I think about Peter when, when he was called to do this impossible thing. And, you know, he's like, hey, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come. And, and Jesus is like, yeah, come, right? Get out of the boat. Get out. Yes, get out of, out of the natural Just and, and step into the realm of the impossible. And, you know, when Peter did that, you know, it's pretty pretty incredible when you really think about this. Peter's walking on water and he's walking on water in the middle of a storm. And it's really interesting that when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, when he lost his, when he changed his focus, he shifted his focus from the word that Jesus had said, come right to the storm. He, 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 he just looked at the, you know, the waves and the rain and, and felt the wind. And, and of course that, that, that doubt immediately comes into your head. Like, what am I doing? I can't do this. This is impossible. Right. And he began to sink. And it says, Jesus reached down and grabbed him up and said, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Right. And so that's a, a, a beautiful picture of how manifestation works and how it ties in to focus and how it ties in to what you see. You know, what you see <laughs> is what you will be. There, there's a great scripture that's in the message translation that I like a lot, that um, it's Jesus talking to the blind guy and asking him, you know, what do you want me to do to do for you? And he says, you know, hey, I want to, I want to receive my sight. And I love what Jesus' response is in the message translation. Um, he says in Matthew 9, 29 through 30, um, he says this, Jesus said to him, do you really believe that I can do this? And they said, yes, master. And he says, he touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. So that's, again, a very... Um, good scripture to describe manifestation. Become what you believe, which ties right back into renewing your mind and that you become what you believe, that you are transformed, you are transfigured by changing what you believe, by renewing your mind. And so... When you sit down and think about 2018, I mean, it's, it's an important exercise to be, you know, where do you want to be by this time next year? And it doesn't matter how many times you've done this in the past and nothing has changed. It doesn't matter how many times you've gone around the mountain. It doesn't matter. I mean, the woman with the issue of blood had had that issue for a really, really long time. It doesn't, I mean, the, the guy at the, the pool of Bethesda had been sitting there for a very, very long time. It, you can change your mind at any time. You can change what you believe at any time. As a matter of fact, you might as well let go of the belief that it's not going to change or let go of the belief that it's too late for it to change or I've been doing this too long or whatever that, that guarding lie is there that keeps you from even being able to change what you believe so that you can become what you believe. Because the truth is the reason it hasn't happened is because you've become what you believe right now and you believe it's never going to happen or you believe nothing's ever going to change. So just by changing your mind and saying, 
Well, wait a minute, all things are possible if I can believe. It doesn't matter how long it's been this way. It doesn't matter how long I've, I've wanted it to change. What matters is right this moment. What matters is my focus. What matters is, is what I am believing right now. And so take some time, you know, over the course of the next several weeks before the year ends and write down what you want, how, what does, what are you going to, who are you going to be a year from now? How is your life, what is your life going to look like a year from now? Give yourself permission to dream, but don't just dream like it's some future out there impossible thing. Uh, See it as already done. All right? I mean, see yourself, you know, pretend that you are an interstellar, right? And you, you're, you can go back in future, forward in the future, and see it is already finished. And, and here's the thing. As you, as you see it and believe it, you will become it. Matter of fact, you'll begin manifesting it just through the process of seeing it. You know, people say seeing is believing, And that's true. It just, in the kingdom though, it's a spiritual sight. It's not a physical sight. You know, Thomas said, you know, if I can just see the father, I'll believe. Or after the crucifixion, you know, he's like, I have to see Jesus. I have to put my hands on his side to believe. That's not the kind of seeing and believing that brings manifestation of heaven, right? That is just sense, physical senses, that's, that's knowledge that you get from your physical senses. Now, the seeing that brings believing is the seeing of something that is invisible. It is, it is the ability to dream, and it is a God-given capacity. And, you know, even the world recognizes this. I mean, I was talking on Tuesday, uh, again, at Emerge about Walt Disney, and I was thinking just even this week about just these Imagineers, which were, you know, the cartoonists and the people that create at Disney. They call them Imagineers. And, you know, the great thing about film or the great thing about animation is you, or really even writing or anything, any kind of creative outlet, is that you can start with a blank piece of paper and you can create anything. I mean, now we have special effects in the films that, I mean, you can make that, you can do anything. You can make anything come to life. And, but Walt Disney got that. You know, when we were at Walt Disney World, where, whenever that was, a couple years ago, you know, they were doing uh, a new exhibit. They were building the Frozen exhibit. And whenever they're doing construction at Walt Disney World or Walt Disneyland, they always put these quotes up in these frames from Walt Disney around the construction site. And they're always quotes about dreaming and seeing the invisible. Let me just pull up a, a couple here just to give you an idea that Walt Disney was a man who understood how to bring a vision to life and how to bring a dream to life. And it's all scriptural. I mean, it is very much scriptural. Um, Here's a couple of it. It says, if you can dream it, you can do it. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Okay, that's a Walt Disney quote. Um. Listen to this one. Times and conditions change so rapidly that we must keep our aim constantly focused on the future. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. (laughs) This is a good one. It's not really about dreaming, but it's a good one. 
It says, the more you like yourself, the less you are like anyone else, which makes you really unique. <laughs> That's funny. But no, here's a couple of ones. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. Um, when you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way. You reach a point where you don't work for money. Listen to this. Mickey Mouse popped out of my mind onto a drawing pad 20 years ago on a train ride from Manhattan to Hollywood at a time when business fortunes of my brother Roy and myself were at the lowest ebb and disaster seemed right around the corner. Here's another one. I believe in being an innovator. Disneyland is a work of love. We didn't go into Disneyland just with the idea of making money. These are just a few of these these um, uh, quotes from Walt Disney. Um, I like this one. This one is by Charles Schultz, right? The, the creator of the Peanuts. He says, life is like a 10-speed bicycle. Most of us have gears we never use. All right. Well, all of those quotes really kind of flow into this idea that there is more potential to be released in your life. There is more of heaven to manifest. And if not you, who? <laughs> if not now, when? Another quote. I don't even know who said that one. But it's time. It's time to believe for more. It's time to see the dreams in our heart come to fruition. And, you know, I'm so thankful for the ministry that we have here and the fact that we have sessions that we do called uh, Rethink Rapid Mind Renewal Sessions or Rethink RMR Sessions. Because a lot of times when we're in the process of working through unbelief or we're working through, uh, we're just, we're ready to believe for more. We're ready to break through the, the, the self-imposed limitations in our life. A lot of times we don't know why we're having trouble believing. We don't know why we seem to be stuck. And so these sessions are a great gift that you can give to yourself um, that will absolutely help you get unstuck. Uh, it, because the Holy Spirit is in these sessions to help you pinpoint where the unbelief actually came from and what's the lie at the root of that thing that you're actually believing. And I know for me, I, I, I would definitely not be continually making the progress that I make if I didn't have that, re, that tool as a resource. And so I want to, here's my point. Whether it's sessions or whether it's something else, you know, invest in your growth. Invest in your mind renewal. Invest in yourself. Invest in your potential. Invest in something that you know is going to push you forward into the life that you that connects with your deepest desires, right? I mean, I really, I, I really think one of the biggest tragedies on the planet is that we don't, you know, if we go to our grave or go to the end of our life and have regrets about the way that we spent our time and about the way that we lived our life, and we just didn't live full throttle, we didn't go for it. And somehow in just the mundaneness of the day-to-day -day reality and the bills and whatever it is, we settled for a life that was less than heaven on earth. And I'm telling you that the potential that is in you has the potential 
to make a difference, to make a difference in, in, in the, on, on the planet, to make a difference in the world, to make a difference in the lives of people. Uh, but you have to connect with, with that part of you that wants more, that, that, that it's that faith part of you. It's, that, it's the, the purpose of hope. <laughs> hope gives you permission to dream. Hope gives you permission to believe for something bigger and better and more. And it, it hope motivates you to do what it takes to go for it, right? Here's the thing. A lot of people in the church, I mean, some of us, you know, we will see, we will visualize, we will, we will believe for something. But it's not enough to just see it, and it's not enough to just believe it. You also have to act, Faith without works is dead. And, you know, even though God took in Joshua, he took him up to, you know, outside of Jericho, and he said, see, Jericho has, I've given you Jericho. Jericho has has been given into your hands. You know what? Joshua still had to possess it. Joshua still had to gather the troops and prepare the provisions, and he had to go down there and, and follow the Lord's instructions and march around the city seven times and blow the trumpets and shout. And he had to follow God's instructions. He had to act. You know, Peter would have never walked on water if he just would have visualized himself walking on water. I mean, thank goodness that we have the capacity to visualize and the capacity to dream, but we also have to move by faith. We also have to take steps of faith. We have to get out of the boat and we have to take the next step. A lot of times we get paralyzed because we don't know all the steps or we have, we're just, honestly, we get the visualizing itself or the believing itself or the declaration itself. Somehow the wanting of the thing somehow satisfies our need and covers up the fear that we have to go get it. But in reality, wanting it, desiring it, visualizing it is not enough. We also have to get out of the boat. We also have to not just be a hearer of the word, but we have to be a doer of the word. And there is a next step. You don't have to know all the steps. You just have to know the next step. What is the next step? And then once you've completed that step, well, guess what? The next step will present itself. And if you will be faithful in whatever step God is giving you, and, you know, I encourage you, you know, don't, don't write down, I mean, yes, when you, you say, this is where I want to be at the end of the next year. I mean, you know, dream big. But don't try to accomplish everything at once. I mean, ask Holy Spirit, let's tackle one. Let's tackle one of these things. And, Lord, I'm going to believe it, but I'm also going to take action. I'm going to make a decision that this is going to manifest in my life. And, Lord, you're going to tell me what to do. What is the very next step to see this manifestation in my life? Because, I, you know, I think the reason why we lose hope, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Let me say this. Manifestation deferred makes the heart sick. When we, when we just have desires and dreams and we never see them, I'll tell you what happens. We stop dreaming. We lose touch with our dreams. We become hopeless, despondent, depressed because life loses its meaning when we don't have a purpose and we don't have a goal and we don't have something that is inspiring us and that we're passionate about and a reason to get up every single day. We were not designed to just be existing. We were designed to thrive. You are designed to thrive and bear fruit You know, Jesus said, when we abide in him, when we abide in him and his words abide in us, that we we are fruit bearers. You are a tree that is designed to bear fruit. You are to, to grow and expand. You are a citizen of an expanding kingdom. 
The government of God is expanding. Jesus is on the move. He is doing things in the earth right now, and you are not meant to be on the sidelines. And it's okay if you have been. There's no condemnation about that. But you can make the decision that I'm not going to sit on the sidelines forever. I'm going to be in the will of God this year. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I'll tell you, there is grace to obey. There is grace to get out of the boat. There's grace to, this is not human effort. This is a supernatural move of God. You know, when he says that you are his masterpiece, I mean, this is, that means that he's doing the work. You are his masterpiece recreated in Jesus for good works. And so these are his works. I mean, Jesus said, the father in me does the work. You are just showing up. You're showing up in faith. You're showing up believing that God is able uh, to do uh, what he's promised. You're showing up uh, seeing the end from the beginning. You, you are in agreement with God. And this is an exciting way to live. It is an exciting way to wake up every morning. And I just, I, you know, I just break off whatever has kept people in just a cycle of defeat uh, in Jesus' name. I break that off. I break off hopelessness. I break off uh, depression and despondency. And I break off for anyone that's listening, that is here tonight or on this podcast, I just release it right now in Jesus' name. And I declare that who the sun sets free is free indeed. And you are free to dream. You are free to believe. You are free to visualize uh breakthrough and manifestation of what belongs to you in Christ. And I just release you into hope, into faith, and into um, a place of dreaming. (laughs) A place of dreaming. And I just break off confusion. I break off um, the idea that, you know, just all the lies that keep us paralyzed and stuck, uh, that, that you don't know where to start or you don't know where to begin. I just break all that off in Jesus' name, and I just declare that you have eyes of faith. You have eyes to see. And I just thank you, Father, that you are the dream giver and you are the dream manifester. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, the alpha and the omega. And the dreams that are in our hearts honestly didn't even originate with us. They originated with you. You are the dreamer. You are the dreamer with a capital D. And you, you dreamed us up. We are your dream. And Lord, I thank you that we are just us being in your life, Jesus. Being one with you is a manifestation of your dream for us. And I thank you that it doesn't stop there. I thank you that that's just the beginning, that us just just starting to just knowing your name and, and understanding the gospel is the beginning, Father. And so I call us into the next. I call us into the next, whatever the next is. And I thank you that there's a divine flow. I, I thank you, Lord, that there's no toil, that toil is under the curse, and that this is a flow. This is a a divine yes and a divine rest, but a divine, it's also divine movement. Uh, and so we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that. And I, I, I do release just um, focus for people, Father. And I release the word that you have over their lives for this year. Whatever that word is, God. Thank you, Father. Awesome. 
Yeah, well, I just wanted to take a moment and just listen now. And let's hear God. And, and, you know, whatever first pops into your head, that's just take that as the word that God has for your life next year. Yeah, let's just share a couple here. What's yours? Understanding. Awesome. Yeah, I just thank you, Lord, that that other words are coming now. I just break off that just dullness of hearing, God. I break off the lie that I can't hear God. I break that off right now in Jesus' name, and I I just release us into union. I, I release us into the place where we are one with the Father, one with the Son, one with the Holy Ghost. We are the body of Christ. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Father and us are one. And Lord, I just release us into that place where we are hearing your plan for our life. And when you have that, you know what? Just write it down. Just write down whatever the word is. And I also encourage you not just to stop there. I encourage you to to ask God for a scripture, right? You know, is there a scripture that you have for me this year that's related to this, right? Um. Yours out of Proverbs, yeah. So just just stick with that long enough so that you can, that you just really hear the Lord talking. You know, if you haven't been journaling, and it's been a while since you've been journaling, I encourage you, if you don't journal, get a journal. God talks so much more clearly when you have a journal in front of you and a pen in your hand and you're ready to write down what he's saying. Also, don't let your mind just go blank and wander, right? I mean, get quiet inside and visualize Jesus. Take a stroll with him. Go down you know, the shores of Galilee or go into the garden or, or sit down over coffee in your, the, 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 in, in your mind's eye and in, in the figment of your imagination and the faculty of your imagination and have coffee with Jesus. Have a breakfast with Jesus. You know, just hang out with Jesus. Sit on your sofa, watch TV with Jesus, but then have a conversation. You know, Lord, what do you want for me? What, what is, what is, what is my next step? What are, what are you speaking over my life? What is, what is your heart for me right now? Right? And, it, and if you really, really want to get after it, you know what? Go pick up some prophecies. Go pick up some prophetic words that you've had spoken over your life and get them back out. Dust them off. Uh, right? Because it's not too late. And, and, and not only is it not too late, but God has a way of weaving everything in your life into his purposes. He makes all things work together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And he is all the while at work in you, the word says, uh, causing you to will and do his good pleasure. So even when you are not aware of his work, he is still working. And he is weaving your life together into like this tapestry, which it may look, you know, on the backside, it may look like a mess, It may not make sense. I mean, there's knots over here. The colors don't look right. But then when you turn that thing over, from God's perspective, he's making something out of it. He's making a masterpiece out of your life. And so you just, you begin again. I'll tell you, one of the biggest gifts, besides investing in yourself, that you can do is you can give yourself the gift of forgiveness. You can give yourself the gift of a clean slate where you just say, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter how many days I've lived. Today is the day of salvation. His mercy is new every single day. 
that he's doing a new thing. You know, and, it's, and again, it's a function of belief. It's a function of what you believe. And so it's a powerful thing, you know, to, to hear God put your life into context. Uh, you know, just recently the Lord was speaking to me because, you know, sometimes we, we, we think, oh, we should, have our, we should have been further along or, uh, you know, we should be somewhere else by now. But, but, the, but, the, but the Lord is doing something in you. You know, I started out with that, that there's an internal work that's happening. And sometimes it's as important to know what you don't want to do as what you, as, as what you do want to do. And there are seasons in our life where we, I can name multiple seasons in my life where I did something that was really just about learning a lesson. It was, it was, was, there was a lesson in it. There was something that was required for my destiny. And it also taught me some things that I didn't want. And it, it gave me permission to set some boundaries in my life and around my identity about who I was going to be and who I wasn't going to be. And sometimes who you are going to be comes out of who you don't want to be because by not wanting to be that, you recognize what the opposite is. And so you trust the Lord through the seasons and you, you let go of the need to understand everything and just begin where you are. You know, it is a lie to think, you know, I've been running around in circles or I've been on a detour for 10 years or whatever and like somehow you're, you're off the grid and it's too late and you blew it, right? No, God is a supernatural God. I, I, you know, you think about this and he created the earth. I say this all the time in six days. I mean, it was void. It was without form. It was chaos. It was a mess. And he just began to speak, let there be light. He began to speak out of the darkness, speak out of the chaos, and he began to create out of, out of the destruction. And that's what God does. He takes the raw materials of the, the destroyed areas of our life, the hopeless areas of our life, the confused areas of the, our life, the frustrated areas of our life, and he speaks life into that, and he makes something beautiful out of the most unlikely of people, out of the most unlikely of situations. Because that's what gives him glory. That, is, when that, that manifestation of who you are in spite of what you've been through and how much you've messed up or whatever it is, is what makes him God. You know, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. So you are qualified for God's help. You are qualified to be his masterpiece. It doesn't matter. It's not about what you can do. It's about what you can believe. And it's about what, it's about what you can believe and it's about what he can do through you. It's about what he can do. And so it's never too late for God. It's never beyond repair or beyond uh, hope, right? He is a master at making masterpieces. He's a masterful artist who is creating something through you that is unique and one of a kind. And so I just want to encourage you to, to reconnect with that as we come into the, the, you know, the end of the year and to believe again and to take the time to let the Holy Spirit get repositioned in your life as a compass if, if he hasn't been in that role. 
You know, the Holy Spirit is a guide. You know, he leads and guides us into all truth. It says that he shows us the future in John 16. I mean, the Holy Spirit is good at his job. And, you know, I remember if you, you know, are looking for a book to read just to kind of inspire you in that, you know, Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, you know, pick that one back up if you've read it before and just recognize, you know, that book is the story of Benny Hinn beginning a relationship with the Holy Spirit and how transformative it was in his life. I mean, the Holy Spirit is a real person and you can know him and you can talk with him. And and just like I was saying, you know, watch TV with Jesus or have coffee with Jesus, you know, cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he is the manifester, by the way. In John 16, it says that he takes what belongs to Jesus and reveals it to us, manifests it to us. And so developing that relationship with the Holy Spirit, that's where we get the revelation from. It's where we get understanding from. It's where we, uh, in in, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, it says that the Holy Spirit takes, searches the deep things of God. And it says, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for us, but they are revealed to us by his Spirit because the Spirit searches the deep things of God, you know. It says, what knows the things of a man's heart except the Spirit of a man? Meaning the Holy Spirit is this revealer of hearts. He's, he, he searches God's heart and he reveals the things that God has prepared for you to you. And he is the empowerment of, of your life. He, he empowers you to get out of the boat. He empowers you to believe. He guides you into the truth and we depend upon him. And so it's not so much about what you've done or haven't done, it's, it's way more about it. this. I really believe that it's a word for us tonight. It's just about reconnecting. I mean, you know, it's, it's just like one of these things. If you stopped abiding, well, just start abiding. <laughs> if you quit abiding in the vine, just reconnect. Shift your focus. If you haven't been focused on this, it's as simple as a thought. It's a shift in your thought. It's a shift in your belief. It's a changing of what you are thinking about. You know, emotions will follow. I mean, emotions are a product of our thoughts. And as we, as we shift our attention, uh, then our, our emotions will follow. And so I just, uh, I don't know, that's just on my heart for us tonight is that we are, this is a time to connect to the dreams, reconnect, dust them off, uh, and to go for it, to go for it. Because you are, you are filled with everything you need to manifest what's already been given to you. And it's already finished from God's perspective. This isn't some future self that doesn't exist. It's just in, a, in another place in time. You know, I watched this video one time. Matter of fact, it's a part of Emerge where it talks about uh, time and speed and travel. And it talks about how, you know, when you go out into space and you travel at the speed of light, how the past and the future and all of the whole, the time-space continuum begins to... It begins to be bent, if you will. I mean, that time is experienced differently. Um, the further you go out in, in, at the speed of light. And so... Um, So, Father, um, I don't know that I have a whole lot more for tonight. I just, that's, that's what I felt like it's on the Lord's heart. And I, 
I think the main thing is you spending some time, you know, even if it's just 15 minutes a day, you know, and just sitting down and connecting back with your heart and your deepest desires and the dreams in your heart. And it doesn't matter that they feel impossible. I mean, really, that's one indication that it's God. I mean, that's a good thing. You know, if you're dreaming things that seem possible, there's not a whole lot of kingdom in that. There's a whole lot of you in that, (laughs) you know. So I think I'm going to call it a night. I've I've got um, two kids at home that are not feeling well, running temperatures, and I just, that's one of them that's been trying to call me. Um, And she just texted me, Mommy, I feel horrible. So I think I am going to wrap it up for tonight, and we're going to pray. Father, I thank you for Ella. I'm just going to pray for Ella and Lily here really quick. Lord, I just thank you that by your stripes they're healed, and I just take authority over flus and viruses and all of these sicknesses that have been uh, attacking their bodies, and I just call them illegal, and I command them to leave in Jesus' name. And, Father, I just pray for everyone that's here tonight, Father. I call them into your plans and purposes. I call them into the place of revelation knowledge. I call them into the place of hearing uh, what you're speaking over them. And I, I just speak to that, that dreamer within, and I say, awaken. Awaken, awaken dreamer. Awaken dreamer. And I, I dust off the dreams, God, dreams that have been forgotten, dreams that have been set aside. And I just, I, I say, um, rise, <laughs> come forth in Jesus' name. I just rebuke the spirit of death over dreams. And I say, come alive in Jesus' name. Come alive, ignite passion in the dreamer's heart. And Father, we thank you that, that this is a year where all things are possible because we believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. <laughs>